Hi, I'm Coach Nikki, and welcome to the Business 101 Show podcast. This is where we cut up the show, we remove the songs out of it, but we leave everything else in so you can still have the radio type experience. I hope you enjoy. The following business program is general in nature and designed as entertainment. It should not be considered advice. You should seek your own independent legal and financial advice before making any decisions about what's right for you. Coach Nikki is a business coach, and any recommendations made during the show should be considered as points of reference only. You are responsible for yourself and your decisions. Business owners, you have arrived at your new home for business on the FM dial. Introducing Coach Nikki! It's Monday night and you know what that means. It's time for the Business 101 Show, proudly sponsored by CoachNikki.com. In five, four, four, three, three, two, two, one. Here's your host, Coach Nikki. Hello, everybody. I am Coach Nikki, and welcome to the Business 101 show. I've got a guest with me in the studio today, but I'll say hello to Mel first. G'day, Mel. Thanks, mate. That's all right. <laughs> welcome to the Business 101 show on this Monday night. Good to be here. First of February. First of February. We've already cooked one month in 2021. Exactly. Wow. And our special guest joins us, Joel Hall. Hello, Joel. Hi, boys. How are you? Very good, thanks. It's nice to have a live studio guest. It's nice to be here. I'm normally uh, listening somewhere, well, normally at home. Yeah, appreciate that. It's great to be here in the flesh. Lovely to have you on the show. We're going to have a chat with Joel in his capacity as chairman of the Logan Tourism Advisory Group. So we'll have a chat with you later, Joel, about that because that's going to be interesting because I don't get it. And I really want to understand what you're doing. Yeah, we'll have a good one. Sounds really good. Now, folks, let's recap just quickly. The Art of War. Last week, Mal brought in a note from his mum because he didn't read Chapter 1. How did you go reading Chapter 2 this week? Waging War. Yeah, I've come prepared. Cheat sheets, are they the same thing? Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much? Yep. But my version isn't your book's version. No, there's over 120-odd versions of The Art of War because it's such an old text. Yeah. So it depends on who did the compilation and who did the translation. And a lot of people actually go, a lot of Asian people actually go, that's not what it meant. So (laughs) there you go. It's open for interpretation, but I think if you just stick to the core tenets of it, that's why there's been so many business books written about it. Have you read Art of War, Joe? For two years, probably. There you go. Well, you've read it, though. I have read it. I think anyone who's anyone um, has read. I didn't bring my note from Mal's mum about not reading it tonight, though. <laughs> That's right. You may be in trouble later, no? So, yeah, we're going to cover The Art of War later on in the show. Uh, Mal, I've been a bit busy. I went to the Logan Chamber of Commerce committee meeting this morning. They asked me to join in as a special guest, which was very interesting. So I got to see the internal workings of a committee. Now, of course, Joel, you're vice president of the Logan Regional Chamber. Yes. So it was interesting for me just to see what goes on at committee level at Chambers. Yeah, so- we um, we started inviting, actually... Uh, any member of our our group to come along to any of our committee meetings. And it was great to actually see some local business members wanting to come and, and be involved in that conversation. So Yeah, I'm still amazed at how people in the chambers just volunteer their time and want to make a better place for us all to do business in. So I'm amazed that. and I do it. Yeah, it's crazy, right? It's it's really cool. So that was really good. Thanks to all uh, the Logan Chamber uh, committee guys and girls this morning. Thank you for having me. Felt very privileged. A lot of stuff discussed 
in there that's obviously privileged to them. Uh, I think the key takeaway from that is that industry champions that they're building on for those industry verticals seems to be really starting to get some momentum and they've got some good industry leaders. So what a great way to actually align people in silo. So I thought that was a, a masterstroke and, and genius. So that's really good. So I've, I've been out and about. How'd you go with word of the week? Now, last week, they were a little bit interesting. Uh, this week, I'm, I've been forced to keep up the challenge with you. So we've got two words of the week this week. I'll tell you the first one, and then the second one you're going to guess, but no Googling. I'm going to give you the answer when I come back. So the first one, gentlemen in the studio, and for those of you playing along at home, handsome, not beautiful, oh. not you know, male beautiful, handsome. What do you think it means? It's a noun. Well, I, I, thought, <laughs> I thought the result would be Mal West. Okay. Any ideas? No. Well, as soon as you took out uh, handsome, as yeah. in, you mm-hmm. know, attractive or which doesn't apply, no. as they say, uh, good face for radio, but it's... Um, no, got nothing. Got a blank. Nothing. Got nothing. Nothing. Nothing from my two live people. No. What about you at home? No Googling. Do you know? Handsome. It's a two-wheeled, horse-drawn, covered cart. Of course it is, Mel. Of course. <laughs> it's Two of, wheels. It's borderline whether it's relevant now, but handsome. So I was riding along in the back of my handsome. There you go. There you go. Uh, and the second and last word, because it's such a good one, I've only got two, not three uh, or five today. Edacious. 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 Know what it means? No. Can you spell it? Uh, E-D-A-C-I-O-U-S. Like that makes a difference. Edacious. <laughs> it's an adjective. No. Folks, I'll give you the answer when we come right back after this. Now, did you guess what the word of the day was? Edacious. We oh. did have a logophile ring up during the break, and uh, that's just a person put that me loves on the spot. Logo. Yeah, yep. we're all logophiles here. <laughs> no, it's a person that loves words. Mm. A logophile. So good. Audacious is an adjective. It's greedy, eager, or voracious. Audacious. There yeah. you go. There you go. And we should Jay, mm. thank you to Gray for uh, phoning up. Yeah, thank you. Uh, Gray. Regular listener to the program enjoys the program. Um, he's given us a word. Ooh. That uh, we might use next week. You're not going to tell me, are you? No. Okay. I want to throw it at You're you. You're going to put me on the week. spot next week. I appreciate that. Very good. Thanks, Gray. All right. Now, it's time for, and it's my fault that we haven't loaded the little jingle, so we're going to do this, what we call just silent. Oh. The news that caught my attention this week. The Queensland Premier asked Federal Government for help. In a week that really was forgettable, the Queensland Premier no doubt wishes she could forget the ridiculous attempt at painting the picture that it was somehow the Federal Government's fault that the Queensland Tourism Ministry is facing the single biggest challenge for its survival in the state's 197-year history. The tourist cap number is reasoning given by the Premier, which was actually agreed upon by the Premier, with the other premiers at National Cabinet. A lot of the people in the business community was a bit of gaff about it this week, but the reality is that our tourism industry is doing it tough and that is no laughing matter. BNPL, only one company is making money. A great article this week from Tim at independentresearch.com.au calling out the ridiculous vanity metric of inflated multipliers used to guess evaluation for companies. He reminds us all that only one of 10 of the ASX-listed BNPL companies, that's the buy now, pay later companies, HUM, actually makes a profit with all the others not doing so as yet. Customers are still flocking to the sector, with Zip reporting an 88% revenue boost for the December quarter, so people are really spending well, with double the customers to $5.7 million. All this while Zip's purchase of its now US operation, QuadPay, tripled in value. How big an impact has the sector made in retail, BNPL, versus cash or card? Not a lot. Less than 3% of retail purchases are made this way. So it's an emerging uh, trend, but where it's going to end up, we'll have to wait and see. 
Tony Sharp was in the news this week. Of course, he's the chairman for Rex, confirming that Rex Airlines made the decision to enter the world's second busiest airline route, Melbourne to Sydney, after the Virgin Administration deal had been finalised. The 20-year-old airline that solely services over 59 regional routes is ready to take on the bigger, more corporate airlines with a fresh injection from PAG, an Asian investment company worth $150 million late last year. The problem that Jane Hardlicker sees, the Virgin new CEO, is that with Rex's entry into the Melbourne to Sydney route, the sector will have more capacity on it than pre-COVID. So it's definitely going to be interesting to see what happens on that route. Now, just for reference, in 2019, Melbourne to Sydney had 9 million passengers, the busiest route in Australia, and one that Qantas made an estimated $1.27 billion out of. So it's going to be a big stash on that route, and Rex being the smaller player, let's see how that works out. COVID-proof business. Rolex last month opened the biggest retail store in the Southern Hemisphere and it was in Australia, in Sydney. Luxury brands have proven that the effort it takes to make your product a luxury sought-after brand and not just a traded commodity is actually paying off even in a pandemic. And that was the news that caught my attention this week. Just on that, I've got mm. a, I know how we can solve the tourism well, issue Yeah, well, what? for an investment of $2 million. Oh, you, yes. You've told me about this. Go. Yes. $2 million. What you do is you get every, this is safe for Queensland, right? Because we're talking about Queensland here at the moment. Yep. You let every hotel, motel, resort, whatever in Queensland, they register on a site. The customers go to that site and book from that site. And, and at the end of that 12-month period, the person, they run, you know, random draw for um, the person. They pick that person out. They win a million dollars. And the place that they stayed wins a million dollars. Free to enter. And and. I'm just thinking that uh, by the time you do that, kick in the socials, how much uh, promotion would that get in interest? And you're going to you're going to go and stay here in Queensland with a chance of winning a million dollars. I like. I'll make some calls. I, I, I've just. Uh, I'm, I'm looking I, at John because he's just, the yeah. chairman of the advisory committee. So. I, I, I've just saved uh, Queensland tourism. Well, what did, what did Queensland money. tourism spend in the last lot of campaign? Oh, millions. Seven mil. It's be, and was that last campaign? Visit Australia campaign is massive oh, right visit now. Australia. They're they're doing a huge run right now. They've got. Hamish Blake and Zoe Foster Blake That's as right. the faces of it, which I doubt would be a cheap investment. They're also sponsoring the podcast, the Hamish and Andy podcast. No. So those sort of things are not Can you, cheap. Do you remember back uh, it was a few years ago, the, the world's uh, best job that they did? Oh, yeah. Up, and, up in the Whitsunday. Yeah, That's up right. In, up in the Whitsunday. Yeah, I applied for it and yeah. clearly didn't get it. No, but <laughs> the, the, um, the, the traction that that got, yeah. the exposure that that got, the talking that everyone talking about it, um, why wouldn't you come to Queensland and uh, have a chance to win a million dollars just by holidaying? I still like the Where the Bloody Hell Are You campaign. It got pilloried. I oh, thought it was a good one. Yeah. The, the thing that sucks for me as someone doing stuff in tourism is that we need to entice people to holiday here in Queensland. That shocks me. Either you want like to sell that, it to Queenslanders to go yeah, to Queensland. that we need to sell Queensland to Queenslanders. I mean, it's a big issue, right? Because, and Mel, I, like, I really like your idea because it makes a lot of sense. You mm. get a big bang for buck. You get a big uptick in social media. Two mil is nothing when you look at what's spent broadly across campaigns and across verticals and channels. And, and what small um, operator? So you're, say you're... You say you're a motel in Charleville or I don't yep, know. Central you know, like, Queensland or wherever. Yep. And, um, and Joel wins it and mm. he happened to be staying at your, at your location. Mm-hmm. He wins a mil. 
and you get a million dollar injection just because you were part of um, a, a campaign. Now we're going to talk about this later in the show, Joel. But this is a good—it's a good entry into this. Do we actually have tourism in Logan? Hundred percent. So do we actually have like accommodation? Like, see, I, my throwout was I oh, like a motel in Charleville, and I thought, hang on, we must have hotels, motels here in mm-hmm. Logan that people come to. Hundred percent. Yeah, there is a big movement at the moment to bring a, a like a global chain hotel to Logan. Um, and those discussions are progressing. Um, I'm not on the, obviously, inside of those discussions, but I do know that there is genuine discussions happening there. We've obviously got the Springwood Tower Hotel, Hotel Gloria, are your two probably most prominent ones on the highway there. Um, I know that the Logan Village Hotel and the Maguire's Group are about to build accommodation out the back of that property, uh, similar to what they've done at the Alex Hills and the Callum Vale, yep. which are high-quality rooms. They're four-star at least hotel suites, and that's going to happen out the back of the Logan Village. And there's plenty of little, you know, um, the drive-by motel-type accommodation, which is obviously not ideal, um, especially because something that we're wanting to bring tourist-wise to Logan is convention business. Um, because, as you would know in the business world, it's a great way to bring money, just not just to a accommodation site, but they need food, they need Eat, places. Drink, and we've got, we've got yep. the Logan Entertainment Center, which is a brilliant convention location. Um, just at the moment... Conventions that happen there stay at Eight Mile Plains, which is technically just over the boundary into Brisbane. So the accommodation, you're spot on, is uh, a big problem and one that the the council is aware of and, and trying to to expand on. Yeah, because I know because um, I know the owners of the Glen Hotel quite well. Yep. And when they built that as a four and a half star deliberate, you know, they really took a, a leap of faith to do it. But they've done their homework on it, and that yep. that place is booming. Like, hundred oh, percent. It was a really good move. So now we are saying, well, that's there, but there's definitely room because Logan is such a big city, right? We've yeah. got such a big area that we cover. Yeah. Uh, so we definitely could have more high quality infrastructure, and it would be supported. I believe we have between three and four hundred rooms. Which yeah. isn't enough. It's sounds like a small amount. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Which is what there is movement to try and fix, um, but these things take a long time. And last year, obviously, put everything back. Of course, yeah, you're asking for big capital expense um, when you're doing that. It's that old um, uh, Kevin Costner. If you build it, they will come. Yeah. Well, and that's the the uh, what you got to look at. Yeah, exactly right. We're hoping essentially that a hotel chain will want to take that leap with the city of Logan. Hmm. Because most of our tourism is day travellers, people visiting family, and historically that has been people coming from New Zealand and Pacific Islands, um, which is fantastic because they come, they all stay here in Logan, normally with family, Mm -hmm. but they eat locally. That's the biggest influx of tourism in the city of Logan. And that obviously was I would love like a four and a half star, five star... In Logan, because if I'm going out for a romantic night out, I'm either going to stay at the Glings, it's close to where I live, or I'm going into the city, in Brisbane City. Like, I'm not thinking of coming into a yeah. hotel in Logan. So imagine I, if I we had that south, quality yeah. of property uh, to, to do that. And you're not skipping through to go to the coast. Yeah. You're actually somewhere where you could go, yeah, I'm going to go there. Uh, probably a resort. Well, you know, they market it as there is an alternative. A hundred percent. Think of think of this. Hmm. Think. Let's talk about the one that we know is a hundred percent coming, and that is... The Maguire's group are building accommodation at the back of the Logan Village Hotel. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, Logan Regional, that's kind of my my go-to, so I want to support that. Mm-hmm. Think of that as you stay there, you're at the doorstep of Scenic Rim, yeah. right? You're staying in Logan, playing in Logan, great food at the Logan Village Hotel, and you're doing day trips out to the wineries and all the farm doors that are through Scenic Rim. So all the business get an uptick from that? 100%. 
and we need to be leveraging that we are the gateway to the scenic room. We're the gateway to the Gold Coast. And we need to work on that on top of the actual things we have here in the city, which we'll talk about later. Because mm. um, I think you and I should go on like a tourist trip and we'll document yeah, to, it. To see the tourism. Yeah. Right. Well, let's pause there because we're going to get back to that because uh, I want to cover that in more yeah. detail. I want to talk to Joel. Now, Joel, we're talking about tourism in Logan City. We are. And it's a new concept for me. Um, because, you know, I'm going to Brisbane or I'm going to the Gold Coast. I'm not going to Logan. But when I really start thinking about it, so if you think of something along the lines of, um, like Tony Sharp from Substation, Mm -hmm. he's really pumped up about a rail trail that he's developing and utilising and, you know, wanting to get people The rail trail is a big push at the moment. Yeah. So talk to me about this concept of tourism in Logan. So... The, 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 the plan for Logan tourism that we kind of, that council, I say we, I'm not a representative of council, Mm -hmm. um, that council pushed through late last year, um, is really about food. Uh, that's the core, right? There's a lot of other things off that. Um, something that we've talked about before, we've got one of the most beautiful Buddhist temples you'll find right here in Logan in Priestdale. And I really do recommend anyone listening. You really got to check it out, especially this month, because it is Chinese New Year. There's lots of things happening. Um, is that the one near um, Underwood Park? A hundred percent, it is. Used to live in that area. It is a magic place. It is. They. Um, it is. They're wow. currently doing. This is. I'm not pulling figures out. A twenty million dollar refurbishment on that. Wow. It, it is, and the this new building they're doing. It's. Roof tiles out of Japan. It's it's magical. You have to go see it. We'll go together, Nikki. I'll, I will take you to meet the team there because you 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 should see it. Okay. The, Sounds great. The ceiling tiles are all hand paint individually hand painted. It's a really special place. Um, but back to so because I think and sorry when you're talking, my brain's going. Um, how does this benefit businesses in Logan? Obviously, so if you take the entry to this whole project through food, yes, which we said sort of makes sense because humans need to eat. Yes, is it as basic as that? And then we're going to build something off the back of that. It's as basic as that, and then throw in the the level of food we have in this city. From there's a guy at Logan Village that makes some of the best olives you'll ever eat. Be all natural out at Jim Boomba makes some of the best honey you'll have in your life. Um, wow. They also make the hottest honey in the world, which will ruin your life as someone who's had it. Um, and then you've got, you've got restaurants like the White House of Waterford, which is sensational. I was there on Friday. It's beautiful. It's a Minister beautiful location. Minister Fentiman's favourite hangout. A hundred percent. It's mm. just across the road from her office. Mm. And then you've got Jim Boomba House, which is this unknown little place. It's on the campus at Hills, um, where the Hills Golf Course is, right next door to the clubhouse. There, it's hard to get the exact history of the building, but it does appear to be the second oldest building in southeast Queensland. Wow. Um, it was an old Cobb & Co building. Okay. Um, and now there's this beautiful restaurant that Susanna and her team out there run, and they're making like food you would pay a lot of money in Brisbane for that you're getting at a much cheaper rate because you're in Logan, doing like confit duck with like a sticky plum sauce over it and... <sighs> It's absolutely sensational. And these are places in Logan that if you didn't have someone like me tell you about, you're not going to... No one knows about them. Does this mean they're really bad at business and marketing? Uh, do you know how hard it is to get a seat at Jim Boomba House? Wow. 
So they don't need to. Like literally, if you follow, if you go to their Facebook, it'll be like, we've just had a two seat open up at five o'clock, and it, then it's gone. Like it's, okay, so they're so they're using scarcity as one hundred percent. Yeah, scarcity and um, referral. So okay, but see, I think also the, ha- the sorry the 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 diverse in the population in Logan mm. yeah. of nationality nationalities adds to the whole mix of your food. 100%. Trail. I mean, and I wasn't trying to say that that establishment yeah, was bad at marketing. What I meant was, why are these things so hidden, right? But that's, of course, is there's a lot of white noise. You need big money to help drive. I mean, council does their bit through the magazine and through yeah. you know, the economic development and all that sort of their um, But how do we get then that forward? Because to bring people into the region to spend money here in all our businesses in Logan, we have to actually get the word out. So is that what's burning a hole in your mind or what? Yeah, so I'm lucky enough to be doing something with Logan City Council and the SEQ Council of Mayors. Um, do you know, this is a big question, do you know what the SEQ food trails are? Let's start there. Have you ever heard of this? No. So the SEQ food trails is brilliant, but no one knows what it is. So it's a collaboration of the SEQ Council of Mayors. So that's eight of the nine councils in southeast Queensland. Only one isn't part of it. Gold Coast. Uh, <laughs> didn't know whether we'd call them out, but sure. Uh, and they do a lot of things to promote, you know, Could be because they together. just spent $7 million on HOTA. So maybe uh, they're going, we don't need to be part of the food trail. I don't well, know. Well, no, they're not part of the SEQ Council of Mayors, let oh, alone okay. the food trail. It's very, it's, I, I can't get a straight answer as to why, but that okay. doesn't matter. Um, the SQ Food Trails is a wonderful website, mm-hmm. sqfoodtrails.com.au. You go there, you go, I'm starting at, you know, Railway Parade Logan. I am interested in these sort of activities and food. And it will direct you to go to, maybe, you're, maybe you are a vegan. Mm-hmm. And it'll direct you to go to the Water Drop Tea House at the Chengtian Temple. And places like that, it, it builds your day for you. It links into Google Maps. My wife is Googling this as we speak. She's it's, a huge foodie. I can tell. Millie, you're on the phone right now, darling. Aren't you going? It's, it's absolutely <laughs> spectacular. And, and full credit to the SQ Council of Mayors because they went, we've got something. Yeah. We need to let people know. Yeah. Um, I went to them with a proposal. We're doing a series of videos promoting it. Um, which I'm really, really excited about because uh, I get to host them. So I've been going around eating at these wonderful establishments oh, across Logan. You've got the dream job. Oh, dude. I had three four-course meals on Friday. <laughs> Actually, he looks a bit, uh, bit yeah. bigger than last time we saw him <laughs> It's been at Lexpo. Is that a fat joke? You can't do fat jokes on radio. <laughs> I, I'm fine. I'm getting paid to do it, boys. I'm getting paid to do it. I actually it. thought you looked quite fit at the moment. I think so. I've been trying. Yeah. When you're eating for a living, um, you got to try it's gotta be, in the other time. Well, look, would you trust a skinny chef? I'll just put that there. there I'll put go. that out the front. Matt no, Preston. Matt Preston is not a thin guy. There was jokes that food. I'm trying to become the Matt Preston of Logan. Hmm. And I'm fine with that. No, but you've seen the TV sh- uh, show with Maggie Beer, the chef and the cook? Yeah. The chef's pretty skinny there. Okay. Well, oh, yeah, yeah, and he's pretty talented. You've got to indulge to know your craft, right? So it's like, you know... Yeah, okay. But so, let's let's go outside of food. Yep. Um, so Because, yeah, if, what happens if you're not a foodie? Like, that actually makes me excited because I'm, I'm learning to be a foodie through my wife because she's a huge foodie. We should, we'll do dinner. Yeah. I'll so take wh- you. what happens then if you're not a foodie and you're just looking for ex- an experience? Let's go something. So I have a three-year-old son who's just reached that stage where he loves animals, right? Um, so SeaWorld on the Gold Coast is a big one for us. Yep. If you don't want to go to SeaWorld because it it's not a cheap day out. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's the Shark and Ray Gardens near uh, Cornubia. So it's part of the nursery, but they've got a 
Arab with little rays, little sharks. It's like a, it's it's almost like um, if you ever went to Underwater World or Sea Life. Yeah. It's like the start part of that right yeah. here in Logan. Wow. Shark and Ray Gardens. I, again, it's it's grossly unknown about, but it's it's a wonderful thing. You don't have that. Tell me where that is in Brisbane. Yeah. It's not. So there's, there are all these things that you can do in our city. Now, obviously, the big one and the one that everyone talks about is the global food markets. Um, and I think that'll always be... Mal loves it. Mal, every, is, every is this sun- what you talk about yep. on the weekends? Talk about. Down the road from the station here? Yep. Yeah. Um, near the Woodridge Railway Station. Yep. Every Sunday. That it's, It is great. It's, global food market. Yep. If, if you, you haven't done that, you're not a true Loganite, I think. Mm. Yeah. If you're into fresh food, of course, a lot of it um, is... Homegrown, market grown, yep. Yep. And, and it's the fresh. You buy vegetables. I, I buy stuff for my parents who live at the Gap because by the time I get it to them within a day or so, maybe on that day, mm. it lasts for a, a couple of weeks. Mm. Wow. It, it's just, you know, because it's, it's been picked within 24 hours, it hasn't been held in storage. Folks, I've got to so tell you, like these two blokes sitting here in the studio, they are super excited. You should see their faces when they talk about food. Now, me, I'm not a foodie. I'm basic. I went to boarding school, so I can make oh. guts of steel. I can eat anything. Um, but isn't it interesting? Because I heard somebody say today in another business, um, a bit critical about the whole focus on food by council, because they sort of feel like, well, the whole strategy for tourism is around food, and that's like only one small picture. But I just wonder whether it's as simple mm. as target people because they need to eat, and then they will stay a while and then possibly do more. I mean, it's like having a a signature product at a, at another business. Um, I mean, McDonald's built itself off the Big Mac. Mm. They do a lot of other things, mm. but the Big Mac is when a lot of people think of McDonald's. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's the same thing here. Just with that, on, back to the global food markets because it is. Uh, there's the two sections there. We we just we spoke a bit about the fresh food and stuff, but there is a, an area. It's like a little market um, food stalls. Mm. Now they they've been doing it tough because they they used to have tables and chairs and yeah. everything where you could sit down. And I used to bring my my family, my parents, and that from the Gap, and we'd come over and have breakfast. Wow. Um, there, the food is that good. It's fresh. It's cooked there right in in front yeah, of you. It is sensational. Yeah. And I know where I'm th- going on so, Sunday. So they've Sunday. been suffering, yeah. but you can still do takeaways there. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Mike Anderson, one of the announcers here, I said, mate, go down and try, go down and try. He's been down, and now if he's coming in on a Sunday afternoon or, or, or if he's doing um, breakfast in the country on Sunday and I'm going, he said, get me some, get me some. Yeah. You, I, I do think th- uh, that'll always be a core principle of tourism in the city. Because it's so worth doing. We all know the story, the 219, 217, depends who you talk to, mm. cultures across the city. Mm-hmm. That's a big part of that market. Sure. Um, I mean, we've got some diverse food choice then. It, oh, mate, it, I had sugar cane juice. I never want to have it again. But there's food there and <laughs> there's vegetables, sweet. right, that I've no, <laughs> you don't see them in Coles or Woolies, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and you get there. And if you ask the stallholders, they'll tell you about it. Yeah. Mm. And and um, I was looking at some, um, yeah, one morning, and just a total stranger uh, said, "Oh, very good. They're very good." I said, "How do you cook them?" And she started to tell me how how to. They'll cook. give you the recipe. Yeah. yeah, because they want more people to experience um, the difference of, the, of the, the the vegetables and the fruits and and all those sorts of things. So we're really talking. This is also you're you're lighting up because it's an experience. It, 100% it's experiential, it's experience. yeah. Even though we're talking about food, 
But there's a lot of people who come into Logan Central on the Sunday morning to go there. Big time. Yeah. Big time. Wow. So well, if you're a business around Logan Central, you'd be thinking, how do I leverage this group? Well, there's of some people? open around them. Yeah, yeah, so there should be. That open up um, some of the yeah. different stores open up in that area. Yeah, you would, wouldn't you? You'd have to. The, the, I mean, I don't know. I haven't been in the last few months, mm-hmm. but I. Got a I, I, I went yesterday. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. It's. I'll talk about another food experience. Let's go away from fresh food because, you know, that's kind of boring. And talk about <laughs> chocolate because who doesn't love chocolate? Yes, let's yes. talk about chocolate. So we've got poppies at Bean Lee where they make the chocolate that goes into, well, they did do Jetstar. Unfortunately, that's um, gone the way. But Palazzo, Versace, the Stanford, all the chocolates are going into those level of property are being made in Bean Lee. And you can go, they've got a viewing room. It's it's like going to Willy Wonka's factory. It's amazing. And they've got a store right at the front uh, run by a wonderful local business owner, it's absolutely worth going and even just go into the viewing room and watch them make chocolate because who doesn't like that? And then you, you're going to buy some. I, full tip, like this is, you know, the inside goss. They've got um, like a caramel type coated macadamia. That's very popular at the moment, caramel. Insane. Um, they also do a freeze-dried lychee covered in chocolate that tastes like a fruity Malteser. So you're eating chocolate, but you can get away with it because it's got a fruit in it. My mouth's watering because I'm a chocolate. I'm a huge sweet. Have you been to Poppies? Never, no. Come on, man. You got to get down there. So there's a problem here, guys. Like, um, we've got these great places. They're obviously just businesses cracking on with doing really well and and getting people and through the door, and they're obviously successful. So how do you reach? The cold traffic. How do you reach the people that don't even know they want your products? I mean, it's the old marketing 101, isn't yeah. it? It's like, how do you cut through and get there? I think council has a role to play in this. Mm-hmm. Because if you're talking about, you know, it's either getting rid of our garbage and making sure the footpaths don't have holes in it. and <laughs> But surely there's got to be a way that we can bring the city more together and we can find out what's on in Logan. Now, I know probably living in Logan, my city, Logan, the newspaper, they probably go somewhere. Uh, yep, yeah. the news, my news feed, yep, uh, to tell you what's going on. But maybe we need leadership from the top. Like, what's the answer here? So I suppose I'm, that's what I'm getting at. Like, it's, it's so I feel like hard. an idiot because I don't know a lot of this stuff exists. I would say one of the problems in Logan, it's, it's a positive and a negative, right, is that Logan is, in a way, lots of little cities. Mm. Um, and you don't really see people cross that. So someone from, let's say, Jimboomba, unless for work or family reasons, they're not going to come to Springwood. True. Um, so you have essentially got to hope that they spend all their money in Jimboomba or we've got to find a way that drags them out. Or you take it at a more localised sort of level. Yeah. Because again, one of the things, uh, put your chamber hat on for a minute because mm-hmm. I've said quite openly, why is there three chambers? Like, I don't get it. I actually do get it. Because we're such a big city, yeah. it makes so much sense to go, if you've got chambers specifically um, charged, and this is what all the presidents have said, and I think you've said this to me privately as well, they can focus on that, vert- we'll call it a vertical, call it a yeah. territory, and, and do the best for them that they can there. So, right. Sorry, my business brain is just ticking along. Yeah. Going, oh, uh, the marketing it, challenge, like the, there the cold is lead. Right? The, the, so, okay, they're challenges. So then how are we solving them? Chambers, council. So tell me about the advisory group. You got a direct tap in what to council? Yeah. So essentially, um, the advisory group is a group selected by the council of 
business owners and people concern like that concern tourism in the city, mm-hmm. um, and pretty much any anything tourist wise, the council is is looking to do will go to that group. We also come to them and go, hey. I think we should be doing this, that sort of thing. And it's it's a, a wonderful group of people. So if somebody's got a business that fits into the tourism bracket or could, they should be getting in touch with a group like yours. Yeah. To one, to say we exist, they probably already have anyway, but if they haven't, they should be thinking that. How do they get in touch with the advisor group? Uh, so the best bet is to go through a guy named Paul Massingham mm-hmm. at Logan City Council. He's the council's guy for tourism. Okay. And is sensational um i could not speak higher of paul so that's the entry point i'm going to pause you there because i've got to get through the art of war chapter two Two. the homework for this week folks was to read chapter two for the art of war and it's quite a good one because it sets the sets the direction if you like because it talks about waging war now I'm going to have to summarise quickly because I've, I've gone too long in other areas here. Uh, it basically, it's he's talking about you've got to weigh up the cost of um, maintaining your armies, not in a salary, but at the upkeep of all the material bits. So if you think of that as a sales force, and he talks about winning the war is, is the best possible way forward. He goes, I've seen reckless haste, but I've never seen wise delay. So if you're a procrastinator and you're trying to make the perfect execution strategy or the perfect sales plan or make the perfect product before you go sell it, maybe that's why digital marketers clean up because they will sell it before they build it, make sure there's a demand and then they'll go spend a thousand hours to build it, right? (laughs) Sounds like a good way to do it to me. He also says someone who understands the peril of wagering war can also understand the best way to conduct it. So to me, he's speaking about you really have to be a ninja in the area that you're going into. Obviously, we're all drawing, I'm imagining, are drawing the same lines about sales teams. And he talks about you've got to have the best equipped sales team. You've got to reward them if they're winning. (laughs) So look, in sales, motivate your sales. Make sure you commission bonus your salespeople. If you win 10 at contracts, make sure you really reward the first one very publicly. And he also talks about capture the enemy, which could be customers that weren't yours. And once you've got them, make sure you look after them and make them stay. You've been listening to the Business 101 Show podcast, as heard on Logan City's 101 FM on Monday nights. If you have a question on business, or maybe you would like to be a guest on our show, send us an email to business at 101fm.org.au. You can also find out more from my website, coachnicky.com. That's coach, N-I-C-K-I dot com. Thanks for listening. Bye. That was the Business 101 Show with your host, Coach Nicky. Logan 101's very own Mal West. For podcasts and resources, visit our sponsor, CoachNikki.com. Re- re- remember what Nikki always says. Version 1 is better than version 9.